Before we start this episode, we would like to acknowledge that we are on Gadigal land and the land on which we're both gathered is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, and welcome to Trans Hot Cunt, a show made by trans people for trans people, or just anyone who's a hot cunt in general. Uh, We're going to talk about all things related to being trans, our experiences, and uh, tell you what it's like to live our lives and uh, tell you about some stories from our perspective. I hope you enjoy, and we're also going to feature quite a few guests throughout the run of the show. Um, let us know if you have anything that you want us to talk about in future episodes. We'd love to hear from you guys. I am Oliver. Uh, I am one of the hosts of the show. Uh, I'm a trans man. I use he, him pronouns. A little bit about me is I'm just, you know, I'm a musician. I play in a queer band um, called Guy Rising, shameless plug. Um, What's the name of the single? Uh, stream our new single what are we waiting for yeah um but uh yeah i play guitar and bass and sing uh i'm brianna i use she her pronouns i'm also a host of the show Uh, i'm 17 years old Uh, i'm trans female uh a little bit about me is that i am obsessed with film and filmmaking i'm currently studying film uh i play ice hockey and I have a beautiful girlfriend named Piper. For for all the listeners out there, note I'm single. Oh my god, what if you find your true love through this podcast? Do you reckon? Do you reckon a listener's going to be like... Yeah, someone's going to hit you up and be like, your voice is so sexy, please, let's make it happen. Anyways, uh, we thought yeah. we would introduce a little bit about, you know, us and how we met, because it's a bit of a fun little story yeah <laughs> um well my mother runs a pilates studio uh well she did actually she's just closed it unfortunately but um it was called stretch wellness and she taught both of brianna's parents pilates yeah uh so i was beginning my transition and my parents were aware that Trish had a trans son, Oliver, because he was on a popular singing reality show that we can't name for legal reasons, but <laughs> it rhymes with the, the the voice. The choice. The voice. Mm. Um, so anyway, they were like, hey, our kids are trans. Let's make it happen. <laughs> the first time we actually met was at... um. Georgie Stone's yes. mum's book signing for About a Girl. It was really good. It was all about like the um like experiences of this trans girl Georgie who actually was like um among the first trans people to get laws and legislations changed in Australia to get youth access to trans medication. Um Yeah. And it was um, really incredible we got to meet them. So our our mothers were also there. It was a bit of a little, you know, <laughs> set up meet up like kind of cute kind of cute little you know moment so uh, today we just wanted to like chat a bit about kind of our own journeys our own personal kind of experiences we could honestly talk for like eight hours about it but we won't <laughs> yeah it's just about like our evolution of our 
perception and mindset as trans individuals in the world. There we go. That was good. So, Brianna, do you, uh, what's, <laughs> what's your kind of, what are your first kind of memories and experiences that kind of started your journey and kind of a sense of identity? <laughs> My journey. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, I guess the environment I grew up in and the society I was in at the time, I didn't really get to fully express myself growing up or realize my gender identity until I got older, I guess. Um, And I also didn't really feel like being trans was possible for most of my childhood because I didn't really see anyone else like me in film and television or like anyone that I knew personally. So it kind of never really seemed possible to me, which is, I think, what added to like the confusion of all of it. Uh, And it's a weird thing to be presented with. It's just, it's hard to imagine that you can sort of make that huge shift, um, even though you want to. It's difficult to uh, find a way to like graduate to being more comfortable when all you ever know is like, this one set sort of stringent way of expression. I mean, for you, did you feel like you realized your masculinity in your childhood or did that manifest later for you? For me, it was more a thing of like, this like very much like a feeling of displacement that I, cause I'm very much a person that kind of tries to point a reason to something. And I kind of just immediately thought, it was sexuality and kind of yeah identified as a lesbian at like six years old which <laughs> people don't believe and I'm like ask my mother like it's just like it was such a like it was a thing where I was just like oh that's why I feel different and you know I would kind of just blame quote-unquote any like masculinity on that rather than actually addressing what was going on but then kind of like for me it was more at around 13 going through puberty I realized kind of I felt what I now understand to have been like dysphoria and that sort of thing but at the time I kind of didn't at all know what that meant although can I just say looking back to like the way I was as a child with like the context that I have about myself now so many things make sense (laughs) yeah in a weird way so many things kind of seem like screaming obvious now that I like look back with a different perspective I have these like memories that it was always like why do I like when I was younger I was always like why do I remember these childhood memories like they're not significant at all and now I'm like oh that's why it was things like um I remember like on Club Penguin I set a like a boy avatar and I would go and like I got a club penguin girlfriend and I just felt like I was the shit you made it yeah I know I made it that was like what is cooler than having a club penguin girlfriend when you're like seven years old nothing I fucking miss club penguin I wonder how many of those like people were actually like you know old men I mean, I feel like Club Penguin was kind of like the queer hotspot. <laughs> Do you reckon? I think there was a lot of gay shit going on when I was in, like, the Club Penguin I was visiting. I saw and heard some things, but, you know, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> Can I just say, 
with that, I'm still not the most like outwardly, you know, feminine girl. Like there's still so many aspects about me that aren't overtly feminine that I embrace. And so, I mean, that's why I guess growing up, there were still things that I enjoyed about my expression at that time. So it was never really like, it all felt wrong. And Mm. also it is a gradual realization. Like, it's not like you just, you know, wake up at the age of, you know, three years old and you're like, I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It kind of comes to you over time. And especially as you mature and develop, it's kind of like, oh shit. Yeah. And like, I kind of, I have that similar experience where it's like, as a queer man, I always kind of had these feminine traits that I thought meant I couldn't be a man, but it's now, like, me understanding that, like, well, first of all, you don't have to be queer to be a, like, more feminine man, but, like, me understanding that now, which it's taken me to kind of now to be able to do, but it's things like experimenting with like makeup and clothes and things where it's like I did always enjoy those things and I still do and that was something that I kind of didn't see represented or like shown that it's not you don't have to be this like perfectly masculine or perfectly feminine person and you don't have to transition to this extreme because it's literally about being free and your most authentic self yeah, exactly. And also on that, I kind of have developed into, a, I guess, more of like a, you know, I'm really gay. So <laughs> I've kind of, you know, embraced more masculine aspects of myself, I guess. But I also hate using words like masculine and feminine because they kind of inherently imply that there's some kind of like side that we're switching between like I feel like Mm. gender and expression is so fluid or at least it should be so fluid and it is for me that I'm just kind of made up of a bunch of shit that doesn't really assign itself to any kind of side Mm. um and I'm like you know proud of aspects of me that came from that other gender and I you know continue to carry that with me as a woman but it's like um you don't I never I don't feel like I immediately had to um cancel out every male aspect about myself or aspect that was like you know could be considered male though Mm -hmm. that is something to consider is I guess like at the very and this is kind of about like Um, expression in general and like the stages of transition but I feel like in the beginning it does seem like there's a lot of pressure to go straight away to the extreme of like femininity like Mm. if you don't immediately prove yourself to everyone around you as a woman then it kind of like um makes you feel invalidated or it just sort of like I don't know when you begin your transition I just feel like there's so much more pressure to like drive out everything from Mm. your old gender and just immediately um go to like the extreme extent of femininity how about you yeah definitely like I kind of had this experience with before I guess being on hormones it was like having to prove that like I was a man to people while 
they weren't seeing me that way because um, I feel as if, like, a lot of cis people kind of, they start, like, respecting trans people more once they start passing, which is yeah frustrating. And I've kind of felt like it was a mix of that and also, like, my own dysphoria of not being able to be on hormones, but I kind of presented super, like, well, tried to present super masculine, which um was kind of like comical looking back I just kind of like I wanted to be seen as male and I thought that that's kind of what I had to do that but now it's like this thing where I'm a lot more comfortable so I know that and I'm secure enough within the fact that I am a guy and knowing that that's not changed by expression because that has nothing to do with it but I think it is hard when other people kind of uh, their perception is based around presentation oh I completely agree and like even though you can be so confident about like your identity and who you are it kind of at least in the beginning um people sort of need to be like um it sort of has to be proven to people that you're serious and that you Mm. have to kind of like back up everything you're saying about yourself with like this kind of matching perfect sort of expression which is really fucking difficult and i don't think this is talked about enough Mm. i mean i don't you know we had very different experiences but it is so fucking hard to just completely transform from one gender to the other and it does take years even now there's still so much about it that is like you know there that you still have to deal with and like it's it's not as simple as just like you know wearing new clothes and like experimenting with makeup and hair and stuff like that like it really is difficult to develop and it just makes it so much harder to go through when people sort of expect this um you know immaculately feminine presenting person I don't know if that makes sense but yeah no definitely and especially because people expect this like instantaneous transition despite the fact that the medical system literally like bars trans people and expects us to like explain ourselves to like three different well in my own experience I had to go to like uh, and this was also because I was younger going on hormones which is you know another part of the kind of experience of myself like going on testosterone at 15 yeah I did have to go through a lot of like um I had to get like three different psychiatrists write a letter and like all of these things having to prove myself over and over and then having these psychiatrists who weren't even actually trained on trans issues like having to educate them and having them misgender me and say oh sorry it's just because you present feminine I'm like well maybe if you stopped blocking me from getting on hormones yeah and can I just say this kind of like this is literally the thesis of what we were saying. Someone Mm. once said to me in the beginning, and I'm not going to say who, someone said to me upon, like, you know, coming out and expressing that I identify as a woman, someone said to me, what about you makes you feel like you are a woman? And it was said in, like, it was said in such a way that was, like, what makes you feel like you have the right to identify Mm. as a female? Like, you're not proving to me. It's so condescending. I know it just it makes it feel like there's such an emphasis on like um your appearance when it should just be about how you feel. 
and yeah um it's really fucking difficult especially when there's also like the only if there is any representation all of the representation that will be seen as like these perfect trans people who've also been most of the time very rich so they had the money to like uh, this is like me shading caitlin jenner caitlin jenner look at you <laughs> oh my god I no i have I, just <laughs> I literally have a vendetta against caitlin jenner she's literally the most like anti-trans trans person though i know and she also like, hit someone with her car and no one <laughs> talks about it i fucking like i love her for the wrong reasons Trixie and Kaja talked about this. It, her coming out and like you know presenting herself on the cover of Vanity Fair is like a newly out trans woman and like the all these procedures she went through to like you know uh, enforce this like new female identity. It could have meant so much to so many people if she she didn't even have to be like a figurehead for the movement. She literally could have just been like present but she kind of wasted that with all this fucking horrific you know ideologies about trans people and like access that they should Mm. have and wouldn't have to get into it but it's pretty fucking terrible and i feel like it's already a problem that like um the medical aspects and like the physical transformative aspects of transitioning are like um given so much weight in a person's transition like they literally mean nothing you Mm. there is no validity given to you on the basis of like how much you've uh like medically transitioned or physically transitioned i don't believe that you have to do anything at all to physically to identify as trans and it's so awful when people say that like um you're less than when you don't go through these like stringent uh like medical procedures and like legit like uh legal aspects sorry i'm probably like rambling but uh it's just fucking stupid i just think there's a lot of expectation without um any understanding or education on a lot of what trans people actually have to do to achieve that ridiculous standard she also got woman of the year which there's so many trans women if, like, I know they were trying to, like, you know, go, wow, we're not transphobic, but, like, there are so many trans women who have actually done incredible things for the world that, like, could have been, like, could have gotten that award instead. Like, it's just so frustrating to see that there are so many incredible trans people that have nowhere near the following or platform who are saying such amazing things. Yeah, and also, like you said before, she had such immediate access to all of these, like, medical procedures because of her affluence. And that's such a, like, terrible standard to set for trans people because it is a struggle for so many of us to access proper medical uh, treatments and like uh, medications and stuff like that it's not realistic to just immediately overnight go through all these like really expensive fucking procedures that she does that she went through because um and and like making that seem like it's the norm like it's fucking not and 
I don't know you kind of said that before about how like being trans isn't defined by you know all of like the access you have because of your um situation so I feel like it's just a really terrible example for trans people because she is the most like visible trans person like you said in like contemporary society and it's like not a fair or like accurate depiction I feel like of most trans Mm. people I think yeah and I think obviously like I mean I can only speak myself personally if obviously if I had millions of dollars I would have done the same thing and gone off and like transitioned in like you know great but you can't act like that's the norm and you can't yeah be the most public figure for that community without highlighting and acknowledging the ridiculous amount of privilege that like yeah as in monetary privilege that most trans people don't have to that extent and also you know she said something literally like um she literally said something along the lines of like you aren't trans until you've had um sex reassignment surgery or something like that and that is like you know the problem with the world today (laughs) oh i really hate like the word sex change like yeah it makes my skin crawl yeah it makes me want to chew glass it makes it seem like a fucking back alley operation people were asking me if i had bottom surgery like the month i came out like literally at like 14 years old like what the fuck oh yeah i had i had like these people oh especially when i went on the 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 choice um the choice (laughs) a lot of like commenters and people who were hitting me up were all asking me or assuming i'd had bottom surgery actually not a lot of people were contacting my mother saying that it was child abuse because she'd let me get surgery, which is funny because I hadn't had any surgery um, at that point. I feel like that experience on that um, show definitely um, made me harsher to understanding how um, people can be towards trans people, and it did definitely, um, I guess, it was, like, bittersweet because... You know, it was great. I connected with a lot of people. I shared and I, like, I made a lot of connections and a lot of people also told me that I'd helped them a lot. But then there was also, like, a lot of people just saying such horrible things and such miseducated things would just make me really angry because I know how wrong they are. And it's like, maybe if you knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't be so stupid. This kind of also ties into so much of the fetishization of um, trans people because... You know, I think we've probably both been exposed to people who um, are too interested mm. in, you know, the transform. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty fucking revolting, actually. I, like, literally wake up in, like, night sweats thinking about people being like, have you had this surgery? And, like, what does it look like? And a guy literally asked me um, pretty early on, like, um, you know, like, what I was going through, and I said, like, oh, I'm, you know, transitioning, and he said, oh, is that just when guys get their dick cut off? And, it, like, that's literally what, what, what he said, and it's, like, it's not even offensive, it's just, like, you don't think people are that dumb. <laughs> I know, it's, like, you don't expect it, and then people really just are, like, it's shocking. 
Though, then again, can you even blame them? Because it's like, you know, they mm. haven't seen Euphoria. <laughs> oh my god, they, they haven't watched. Know. They haven't watched Orange Is the New Black. They haven't seen Drag Race, guys. They wouldn't. Oh my god, they haven't seen Gottmik. <laughs> yeah, they aren't aware of Gottmik. So I don't know. It's you know, I feel like uh, maybe it is up to us as trans people to kind of like um, make it clear what we go through and what we experience and like, you know how we live and hopefully in the future more people can be aware of the trans experience and it's less of like a you know taboo kind of thing because I still at this point um feel like the outlier in society mm. if that makes sense mm. uh, I think I think it's also definitely a big thing that like cis people who are educated need to make a conscious effort to like yeah. when they see problematic and like shitty things people are saying to consciously change that and like educate people because it shouldn't always be up to like trans people also um i just wanted to like transition if you will into like this kind of discussion <laughs> so that was disgusting um <laughs> i wanted to know for you um, throughout like the process of your transition um if you like developed a sense of pride for your transness and if that's something that you're like currently really proud of and comfortable and happy about and if there was ever a point where you weren't or if it was something that you were almost like embarrassed of I don't know but I like how did that come about for you because I didn't think you know being proud of it comes about straight away yeah, I think for me it was very much like, at first it was like, I didn't even think of it as like my identity as being trans. I just thought I had to try and look like and become like a cis man in any way possible, which yeah. it took me a long time to kind of ac accept that like, I'm never going to be a cis man, but that doesn't change my gender and that doesn't change that I'm a man and that's not something that erases anything and that's not you know a bad thing but I guess it just took me a long time and I think definitely like finding community and like th like the music scene and my band and also seeing other like media and art forms through that going to like trans events like I went to um this like live event for trans day of visibility and just seeing like Oh. a whole night of just only trans performers doing all sorts of things just kind of instills this like feeling of like being able to re kind of reacquaint myself kind of with my transness and realize that it's not something to be ashamed of it's something I'm really proud of I guess along that realm also like seeing art of like trans bodies like yeah. um a lot of like paintings and the way that it's been done so beautifully it's kind of made me see it in a more a beautiful way yeah so I think it's just been kind of this thing of like I don't know I always just felt like I it was just like my transition was just constantly like trying to get to the next step and I never kind of stopped to just kind of be comfortable and it's like well I'm kind of happy where I am now which took a long time to kind of accept and I think definitely took kind of a lot of introspective time alone and not basing it around how other people saw my gender in regards to my body but how I saw yeah. myself 
Yeah. yeah. I'm like passionate for that. <laughs> yeah, no. How do you kind of feel about that? And what's your... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely feel the same where it's like in the beginning of my transition, it was very much something that I wish like, you know, like you wish so badly that you could just be born into that gender and you didn't have to like work so hard and go through all that shit just to be who you are on the inside like it almost feels um just really it like it made me angry almost like I was like upset about it because you know I just wanted to be so um overtly female that I was mad that I had to like go through so much effort to just be it but at the um like you said with your um trans visibility day events and stuff like that I felt like there was definitely a turning point when I went to, did you ever go to the queer formal? Yes. The fucking queer formal is literally like the place to be. It's just imagine this packed fucking venue with like hundreds of queer teenagers. Everyone's like fucking. <laughs> it was so <laughs> literally. Cool. Literally. It was so cool because it was the first time I genuinely just like, I felt like I was in an environment where everyone was like me. Um, because you know, no shade, I was kind of immersed in like a totally straight and cis environment at the time. And like, still like a lot of my best friends are straight and cis people, but you kind of need that connection to your people to, you know, feel proud and feel comfortable. Um, so finding that was definitely like a big deal to me and then since then I've just kind of been like fuck it and now I'm actually very proud of it and I'll honestly just you know make jokes about it and let people know because it means very little to me um mm. but I definitely agree that um there's so much beauty in being trans and uh there's something that I honestly see think is so cool about it that I almost now at this point wouldn't want to to be anything different it takes a lot of kind of growth and I feel like it's something that takes a long time to kind of first you become like it's it's almost as if you become comfortable within your transness like well at least for me after you kind of start it's like for me it was quite a long time after I presented the way I want to and it wasn't even really about that it was just about me kind of stepping back and realizing that like being trans is okay and it's not something that I had to keep on fighting and keep on working against to just try and like be cis which is just like a, a, something that shouldn't be the goal yeah exactly it should never be the goal because it's like first of all unattainable to be a mm. cis person and it's just unfair to put that kind of pressure on yourself and like if you've been given this gift to be something different I think there's so much more power in accepting that than trying to be like someone else mm, exactly yeah I mean um I think like you said it's so important for I think queer people and trans people especially to be surrounded in people like them it literally can make the biggest difference um, and I think queer formal was like that initial like immersion into people like me for me because um, everyone was so fucking nice and like so supportive. You literally felt like you could look however you want and you could act however you want and it didn't matter. And like 
I think there should just be more events like that in general, not even queer formal. Like the fact that that was, that that happens once a year. um, And like so many people don't even know about it. Like Mm. there should be fucking every month. It has to, I know it has to be. This next segment of THC is um, a little segment where each episode we're going to be swapping between each of us and talking about some form of trans art, art created by a trans person, um, whether that be like a song or a book or a piece of art we're talking about. But uh, anyways, for this first episode, I'm going to be talking about a book written by Samuel Lute, who is a gay trans man. He's done some really cool things. He's written a bunch of books. He does lots of art. He's also collaborated with Converse. I have his Converse, and they're really cool. Um, he's also just generally a really good person. I do not personally know him, and he's awesome. So go check him out um, at Samuel Luke Art on Instagram. And also, if I would recommend um, the store Sock Draw Heroes. It's a trans-run local, if you are local to me, business um, that has lots of awesome products, including... Um, that they stock all of Samuel's art. So I would recommend that if you would like to buy some. But without further ado, this is Comfortable, um, one of Samuel's books. Coming out as transgender, as an adult, and transitioning in my 20s often feels like I was shoved into manhood when I was denied a boyhood. It doesn't feel natural to me to make that leap right away, to call myself a man when in fact I still need time to be a boy first. I didn't have the language to describe how I felt when I was younger, to know that I was transgender, to know who I could grow up to be. All those masculine social cues I missed. All those feminine mannerisms I had to unlearn just to blend back into a binary that I spent so many years trying to escape. It doesn't feel natural to me to make that leap right away. It might take a while for me to be the way I'd always imagined me, to see myself and be comfortable with who I am, despite anyone telling me what kind of man I should be. I didn't want to admit this to myself or to anyone, but I still feel uncomfortable in my body after top surgery, after being on hormones for over a year now. I didn't want to admit this because I should be happy by now. I should be comfortable by now, right? Isn't that what I've been trying to do for these past five or so years? But I'm not in so many ways. Of course I am, just not in the ways I expected or hoped to be. I'm still figuring out how to exist in this world now that these major events in my transition have happened. Now that society sees me and often treats me as male, but I wasn't socialised as male, it still doesn't come naturally to me. I had expected it would by now. I still occupy my body and navigate the world in my mind's eye of how I used to look and how I used to sound pre-transition, like a shadow that I can't shake. In that distressed mindset that people are still staring at me, trying to figure out whether I'm a girl or a boy, I'm spending so many years making my body invisible from myself and from others. I became comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, and now I'm spending my time healing from that internalized trauma and learning how to be visible again. It's alarming how long the mind can take to catch up to your body, even when you know you can be comfortable now, that you can breathe now, that there are no more chest binders, that the fight is over, that I've done the most, the biggest, most life-changing things that I'll probably ever do in my life but I need to relearn how to occupy my own body, and I need to relearn how to be comfortable in it. I'd always struggled with body dysphoria before I even knew what gender dysphoria was, or what being transgender meant to me. I was always hyper-aware of feeling out of place in my body, not feeling connected to the space I occupied or the vessel that was meant to represent me. 
even when I was very young, my mind could easily dissociate from my body and imagine a different embodiment of reality. I moved around a lot growing up and throughout high school, so I've lived in many different homes and had many different bedrooms. Sometimes I'd lay in bed at night and picture myself back in another bedroom of mine, back in another house from another time, back when I had another body, just to escape that current body and feelings of deep discomfort and distress about how it felt in relation to my gender, to temporarily exist in a memory of a body before it changed, or imagine a future body where I didn't feel so uncomfortable. I would also dissociate looking in the mirror, picturing how I wished my body looked, after I'd started testosterone and after I had top surgery. And then one day it happened. After so many years of waiting, the waiting was finally over. I know it was a gradual change. There were moments where I did a double take or looked in the mirror for a bit longer and remember wishing or imagining it looked like this years ago. And that's who I am now. There's something so strange and so surreal about wanting something so desperately to happen for so long that when it finally does happen, you don't know what to do with yourself. And I'm suddenly faced with the, now what? It does feel like I've crossed over this dark barrier in my mind and there's this sudden radio silence. After so many years of having non-stop thoughts and feelings of distress and discomfort, it's suddenly quiet. This is the first time, in the longest time, that I felt a sense of ease being in my own body. It still feels numb to know that this flat chest is finally here, this deeper voice is finally here, these changes that no one can take away from me because they're a core part of my being now. It's emotionally surreal to see myself for the first time every day, to no longer have to imagine a different self or a different body in a different reality from a different time. But I need to take time with this new body, to take time to get to know it again and to relearn how to be comfortable. So that is comfortable. I would definitely recommend also buying it because what you can't see through the podcast is that um, every page has a really beautiful illustration that Samuel's done himself, um, which I wish I could show you, but it's a podcast, so I can't. Um, so go look at it yourself. It's really beautiful, and um, I can't stress enough to go check out Samuel. He's honestly so incredible. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our very first episode of the THC podcast. We hope you enjoyed and uh, if you'd like to hear more from us, follow us on this Spotify to get weekly podcasts where we're going to be talking about all sorts of things. Uh, Stay safe, take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon.